Hi there, this is Alvin, and welcome to the Kickstart Commerce Podcast, where we share search marketing and domain investing strategies to help grow your business. In today's episode, our guest is none other than Bartek Fronik, a developer of all things web and a respected domain investor with a keen eye for identifying undervalued digital assets as an alternative asset class. Today, Bar and I discuss his journey into domain investing and development, we also take a peek into a few of Barr's latest domain sales. And last but not least, Barr shares how he limits and reduces risk when buying and selling domains. So with that, Barr, welcome and thank you, man, for taking time to join us today. Thanks for having me, Alvin. Certainly. And to kick things off, I actually got to go back because what was it? I think in Steve Webb's interview, I totally butchered my man Barr's handle on Twitter <laughs> and he let me know about it. And, I, and what was weird, what was funny about it is he let me know about it after the fact. But I actually knew as soon as um, I put it live, I was like, oh, my man. I said, I butchered my man's Twitter handle all the way up. And so it is at PPC. BZ. BZ. That's right. Because it well, and it, it, it throws me off because you your name actually I mean, it, it, it goes bar man. And there's a part of me that wants to put that in as your uh, social handle, but that's not necessarily it. So it is at PPCBZ. Correct. Um, or, or said, depending on where you live. <laughs> uh, but that being started, man, that being said, then one of the things, uh, so we met roughly, well, what was it a year ago? Two years Almost ago? Exactly. A year ago. Man, with uh, COVID, it feels like five, <laughs> to, be, <laughs> to be honest. But so Barr and I actually met, interesting enough, at Rick's Asheville Domainer Meetup um, there in Asheville, North Carolina last year. And it actually would have fallen on this weekend that we're recording, which is at the time of this recording, it's July 31st, a Friday. And so obviously they're not having it this year and who knows about next year, but we'll see what things look like in 2022. Hopefully we'll have it in 2021, but so Rick, if you're listening, um, I'm we're we're rooting for you. We are rooting for you. But nevertheless, Bar and I met uh, there, and actually, you were listening to the podcast before we even met, right? Yeah, I was a little starstruck when I first uh, saw you there. Oh, I heard your first your voice first. I'm like, oh, that voice. Uh, he was starstruck, and then he was like, "Where's this guy at?" He looks down. He's like, "Oh, you." It's like, yeah, I'm down here, five foot five weather, you know, feeling pretty good. No, it was it was a great um great experience though. Uh, what I mean, what did you like? What did you take from that that event? Um, well, that was the first uh, domain related uh, meetup conference slash whatever that I've ever been to, and I thought that was a really nice, like small, intimate experience meeting with like a lot of like heavy hit. I mean, heavy hitters like people that have been doing this since like you know, freaking like 1995 or whatever, like beginning of time, <laughs> beginning of like internet time. And they're literally like OGs because they're all, you know, friends with Rick. At least most, uh, a lot of these people were. So it was really interesting, like meetings, like some of the top domainers in the world. Right. You know, and just trying to like steal their secrets, but <laughs> you know, kind of a, uh, there's not many secrets to steal. Like the game is much different now than it is. 30 years ago, but I thought it was just a great experience to meet these totally. people. 
Totally. And so did y'all now, did you fly in or drive in? No, we drove in. Uh, it was a little bit of a, uh, a road trip slash business trip. So <laughs> it took two days, but it was fun. Oh, man, that's awesome. Yeah, my wife and I, we uh, treated it as a getaway. We did a little personal, did a little business, and it was uh, it was all good. I can't wait for it to come back. No, I was sad. I mean, everybody's <laughs> sad for, like, COVID, but, like, you know, I definitely would have uh, gone again this year. Right. Now, did you now did you attend or, um, yeah, did you attend the domain show? Uh, yeah. So I attended, like, the first day or two, and then I watched the replays afterwards. I thought that was a great free resource a lot of great interviews yeah if you're into domains and you haven't watched all the replays then shame on you <laughs> well and i was telling uh i said man for the cost of what like the traffic what merge um even namescon in person i was you know the domain show i'm like man it's just a fraction of the cost whether you uh at the time of this recording it's like 39 dollars uh nine I'm like, man, that's the, even if you add that up and you bought three tickets and just gave them away, it is um, interesting to me that I'm like, man, spend that $200 to get access to some of the greatest minds in the world around this topic. Uh, Folks that you would otherwise not even even know about, or in some cases be able to, you know, email them, tweet them and have them respond. Um, as well as being able to just share their experience. So uh, if you haven't got involved in that, like really head over to the domainshow.com. Now, Bart, with NamesCon, NamesCon is around the corner. It's coming up in September. Are you, will you attend it? Is, uh, is it an online version? Yeah, it's an online. Sure. Um, yeah. Well, first I want to say shout out to Paige Howe for uh, putting the, the domain show together. Certainly. Certainly. I'm so sure. Paige, there's your shout out, brother. <laughs> he's a uh, great like host of that entire show he uh, knows how to moderate the uh, entire thing um yeah. but for namescon yeah i'm i'm interested uh never been to namescon might as well be online for the first one yeah and it's it, it is a fun experience there um in person and so i i'm actually looking forward i saw the namescon video they did like a 90 second video of what to expect um and their platform is uh, certainly looking stellar uh, in terms of just the interactivity that it's going to allow, um, as well as just the the given price point, um, which in person conferences, uh, it's 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 a struggle. That's why you know it was I was encouraged to see someone like yourself attend such an event like Rick's because Rick's event, you know, for for likely the first time domain investor, you know, who's just trying to figure things out, that's an expensive investment to make into such a trip like that and you may not have even had a domain sale yet yeah so i thought you know at this point i'm probably like a year into uh domain investing so if i'm spending you know 100 bucks here like a thousand there on domains like if i put together you know a couple thousand bucks just to do the whole trip like you know airfare or not airfare but like renting a car uh hotel room like i figured it'd be worth it to intimately meet you know, some of the best domainers in the world. So it's kind of like a little bit of a risk analysis. There was really uh, no reason not to do it. Not a man. That's, and that's good. And so, you know, obviously we've been kind of chatting just to kind of let listeners know or understand how we know 
one another. So, you know, just kind of kick things off in terms of with the show. Uh, Bar, I mean, let's briefly share, you know, at a high level with our listeners just a bit about yourself, you know, who you are, what your professional and personal background is. Uh, so I started life as a web designer uh, doing like regular old HTML, CSS, um, doing that for small businesses, you know, building little crappy, not crappy, but, you know, decent <laughs> little one-off jobs like WordPress sites and stuff like that. And over the course of that career, I've gotten into online marketing, affiliate marketing, and towards the later part of that career, I kind of learned how to code. So these days, um a basically a full-time developer slash domain domain investor on the side in terms of this previous career prior to domain investing like how i guess are we talking five ten fifteen years experience so i was like self-employed doing that for um say about 2006 to about 2015 so maybe about like 10 years okay random self-employment Nice. And there's the random horn on the on the spot. <laughs> so then in terms of just domain investing. So obviously, I mean, I can kind of see how you're doing web development and you, you know, it's just it's just kind of one of those uh, necessary things of, of you're dealing with web development. You're obviously going to deal with domains. But in terms of when did the light really go off for you that, oh, wait. Hey, there's a whole nother industry and world over here of people that are actually uh, buying and selling and investing in domains as an asset class. So that light went off probably, you know, around the same time I started, like 2006, 2005. Um, and I tried my hand at quote unquote domain investing. And I looked at <laughs> some of those names. I, I made all the mistakes like everyone <laughs> makes. And obviously, I didn't sell anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> What kind of names were you buying? Uh, I can't even remember, but there was a uh, the uh, .me sunrise period. So I actually registered <laughs> a bunch of like good .me names, and I invested like a couple thousand bucks in those. I think I sold one eventually, like shirts.me for like a thousand bucks, but that was not enough to uh, cover the cost of all that. So I kind of like fell out of the uh, idea with domaining, probably like after like a year or two. But the entire time, like I knew, you know, people buy and sell like really nice names for good amounts of money and then when did you get back like serious so you took some so obviously you you came in you kind of we won't say you lost your full shirt but you lost you you certainly lost some sleeves on the on the shirt um, yeah. if not a few buttons but then you took a little time off and then what did when did you actually come back serious and, and in addition to coming back serious like what was your mindset in terms of I, I failed at this once before, but now I truly want to be all in as a domain investor. Um, so long story short, the dot app registry was doing the whole sunrise launch or whatever you want to call it. And I started trying to see like what was available, like what I could register like during this time. And I registered a bunch, probably like, I don't know, 50 names or whatever, 100 names. I thought they were decent. And then at a certain point during that like, first week or two, I stumbled on a uh, DN Academy. And I'm like, uh. What's this? <laughs> <laughs> so I stopped doing anything there with uh, the dot uh, app stuff. And I went through the uh, DN, Ac DN Academy course. And after that course, I'm like, Oh, what did I just do with these dot app things? <laughs> <laughs> so I realized I wasted my money there. And then after the uh, DN Academy course, I, you know, I just got into it. And then what do you think, like, is the biggest takeaway of DN Academy? Well, it's not for you. DN Academy. It was uh, 
what is it, uh, Domain Sherpa 2. Domain Sherpa. Stumbled on that as well and went through all the uh, old episodes, all the portfolio reviews. Uh, the main takeaway is just in the back of my, like when I look at a name, I'm like, would Andrew Rosner yell at me for buying this name? I think that's, <laughs> that might be, no, that's not really the main takeaway. The main takeaway is, uh, you know, research, like data, like a lot of people think these are like lottery tickets. Like they think they can sell their crappy name for, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, a million dollars, but the data does not support that. Like there's one-off things that randomly happen, but you know, over time you need data. You need to look, study data, see what's selling, you know, keep your costs under control, all that. Now it, it, you have different, you know, domain investors, they, they invest in different uh, categories of, of domains. You know, some are into, you know, short words, so three letter or three character, four letter, four characters. Some are into the brandables while others are into geos and then some are into geo service or geo keyword. Um, and then, you know, you still have uh Others that are into, you know, numerics, and then some are into two, three, four, and some even five-word uh, domains. Like, where do you find yourself tending to to find the most success for you as a domain investor? So, before, the, like, I wouldn't even know those were like different classes before DN Academy. I know I'm plugging DN Academy a lot here, but like, uh, <laughs> course is great. Um, like, I can't think of any other industry that has. A course like this, like you can go from like A to Z, just like that. So, to answer that question, um, I'm going to say mostly I'm still .com, but I also like to buy .io names, um, which I stumbled upon from uh, Mike Carson's interviews on Domain Sherpa. So, I followed those auctions for a little bit, and you know, once in a while, I'd sell a few .io names, and I started uh, pursuing those a lot more. So, probably 80%.com, 20%.io. Bar, you know, bar investing .io names. I get bar makes me so mad. Every time I open Twitter, all I see is bar's name acquired, whatever the domain was .io. I'm like, how in the world is bar able to get his hands on some of these domains? Um, and it, and for a while, man, it would seem like you were on a tear. I mean, you were like every morning, and then it went from like. I'm gonna give you one in the morning. I'm gonna give you one at noon, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna tuck you in at night and tell you I am getting into the .io game and having success doing it. And I, I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna stop looking at Twitter right now because if I try to go out and mimic, that's not gonna be good. And then Bar's gonna be laughing at me all the way to the bank anyway. Um, and so, like, how do you get into CC uh, TLDs? And so, why not other country? country code level or country code top level domains. Uh, why not invest in those? I think my first like major win was uh, ritual.io. Um, for, I can't remember what I paid, maybe a buck 50. Um, and a couple months later, I sold that for, I think five grand. So. Jeez. Yeah. Now, wait, you said a couple months? Uh, I think it was a couple months later. It wasn't that long. Let me. Uh, wow. Let me, it wasn't that long. So I think at that point, yeah, I had it for less than a year, maybe like nine months. So I kind of uh, realized, oh, there's something here. Like people like .io names, like single one word .io names. So I started uh, getting into them more heavily. Now, in, in terms of, so let, let's talk a little bit just about like 
you know, picking .io names because to a certain extent, I know that we're going to have listeners that are going to hear this and guess what they're going to go do. They are going to go over to park.io and they're going to start throwing money at any and everything. So number one, don't go do that. Number two, please do your due diligence. And number three, don't blame Bart or I for any of your, your uh, misfortune, should that be the case. But if you happen to get successful, you can blame both of us um, for that. Uh, cash, please. <laughs> the the problem with Park.io now is the prices have caught up. Like I guess people have gotten wise to the fact that IO names are pretty good. Um, so the prices <laughs> I don't think Ritual Ritual.io would sell for a buck fifty anymore. Like that'd be like a fifteen hundred dollar name at least. So very quickly the prices have gone way up. Park.io. Wow. And, and where now do you see them staying there? Because y you've been in, I guess, how long have you have you been investing in .io? Maybe what, eighteen months? Yeah. And on that note of the, uh, the all the Twitter announcements, like that was like a year of hard work that I kind of announced over like a couple of weeks. So it wasn't like every day. I was fun. <laughs> that was you know, just like an announcement period. But it took a lot of work to get a lot of those names. No, and that, and that's actually that's actually a great point it wasn't as if you just woke up every morning oh i'm gonna buy this domain i bought it next day oh i'm gonna buy this domain i bought it um like you said it took time to do that and i think that's one of the the things that is missing from the equation often is time um that it takes to become um really a a a person that can identify undervalued digital assets and be able to you know flip them um with with consistency as well as with prudency as well as achieving a profitability so uh, so yeah so in terms of being able to though to choose like i when i think about it i go ritual like i, I don't know that it seems a bit risky to me to to you know choose a name Ritual and it's not a dot com and it's in dot ah, I mean that's being, that seems to be just shouting to me high risk. So like, what goes through your mind when you see some a, a name like that? So that's a, like a two part answer for for Ritual. That at that time, I was looking at Ritual dot com, Ritual dot net, Ritual dot org, and seeing if they were developed. And I think a lot of them actually are. So for whatever it was, I paid for like. Under 200 bucks, I, I didn't think that was a huge risk. I, I thought, you know, it was a really good .io name. But since then, like, I've kind of uh, been more meticulous about the actual data that I'm collecting to determine, like, if a word is good. So at that time, I guess virtual was kind of like a gut instinct. But now I'm a lot more data-driven. So I try to look at, you know, what other extensions are developed for sale, like how much love does that keyword have for, like, trademarks and uh, on LinkedIn. Like what's the good at evaluation, estimate evaluation. So just taking all like these data points and coming coming up with like a estimated guess if I should like of how much I I should spend. Right now, in turn, so one thing of clarity here they just kind of crossed my mind. So did you say virtual with a V or ritual with an R? Rich. That's oh, what I thought yeah. at first. No, I was like, man, did I mishear him? I was no, like, we're talking about two different domains. <laughs> yeah, virtual data would be. A baller name, but ritual. Still <laughs> oh man, well you're a baller, so you know it wouldn't surprise me if I look across Twitter in six months and there it is, virtual.io. Bar owns it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> shut it down, mic drop, it's over. Um, but that that's actually great insight into you know that you're using multiple tools, you're using data to really prove 
Uh, now you can't necessarily, you know, be a hundred percent, but it's certainly better than zero of, of just a blind guess and you're throwing money around. And so it's it's interesting to often hear domain investors and just their strategies of how they, um, you know, view or how they assess value. And so now in terms of, I guess, obviously we know that you buy domains, you flip them. Now, is there any longevity in terms of long-term investing? Are you investing in domains like, uh, that you would just say, hey, I don't care who approaches me. They're not going to get this name for at least 10, 15 years. I don't, I don't necessarily have that. Like, I'm not trying to flip uh, names fast. I am willing to hold on to them for a very long time. But if that, you know, 100x offer comes along, I will absolutely sell the name. Um, I mean, there's a few <laughs> that I'm holding out for like a lot of, a good amount of money. But I guess it's, yeah, more more like ROI related than time related. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, so it's it's a matter of, hey, I paid X for this. We've got 10X, 20X on it. And it, it's, not the, it's not that it's been two years, but for you, it's a matter of does this make the most sense? And I would likely imagine that it also probably uh, or what plays into this is if there's another asset available that you're like, yeah, I can cash out on this name because it'll help me get this other name, which will then take, you know, it even further into uh, a return on investment. I would assume that would be the case. I mean, to be honest, I think the the time horizon of version of waiting is probably the better strategy. I, I think these like these assets like appreciate over time. Like, I don't need to sell like any names to live. Like, domaining is not my full time thing. So, I'm in a position to you know to be able to wait. But, you know, if a decent offer comes along, I'll definitely take it. But I'm not interested in, you know, two, three X. Like, I'd rather focus on those bigger, bigger numbers. Interesting. Now, now you had a sale that, you know, I, I saw it and I was like, look at my man, Bar. It literally made me yell it out loud. Jackpot. <laughs> um, that you posted on Twitter that you sold jackpot.io. I believe it was like what forty-eight and a half thousand dollars, but it was done through. It was a deal done through uh, Bitcoin, right? It was a deal uh, done on Dan.com where they paid in Bitcoin. Um, okay. So ultimately, I think it was like forty-eight five. Okay, nice. So, I mean, kind of tell us the backstory of, I guess, of how you even stumbled upon purchasing that, but then. What was the story behind? Because, I mean, when I think about jackpot.com, I don't even know what I know it's millions, but I don't know if we're talking at 10 million or if we're talking like voice.com, 30 million, you know, just trying to figure out that valuation for that given dot com. And so kind of what played into your mind in terms of how you priced jackpot.o um, to sell? So that particular one, uh, I actually turned down like a few like $10,000 offers. So I brought it up with a little domain group that I'm a part of. And a lot of people were on the of the mind that, you know, that's like a fifty thousand to a hundred thousand dollar name. I'm not like super into gambling names. But <laughs> it doesn't have to be like a gambling thing. Like, you know, jackpot can mean like a lot of cool things. Um so after that like conversation with people getting feedback, you know, I was willing to uh to hold out. So this offer came in, I think started at like 10 grand. Actually ended up in my spam folder. So I was really lucky that I found it there. <laughs> So he came in with 10,000. I did a little lookup and saw he was a 
into Bitcoin or like cryptocurrency. So I always, I think I said this a bunch of times in different interviews, but it's easier to ask for like, you know, seven Bitcoin than $70,000. Um, my Carson said that. Uh, so I did that. And then we just started negotiating back and forth in uh, BTC. So we even proposed on a uh, five BTC. I think the price was like 9,500 at the time. So that's where that number came from. Interesting. So y'all are just sitting there, you know, he's he's probably somewhere like four. You're like uh, ten. He's like four and a half, eight. <laughs> so five. So, <laughs> so yeah, he's like I can do like one point eight or like two point two. And I talked to uh, Josh Schoen about this, and he's like, "What's with these decimals? Like, do whole numbers." <laughs> so I'm like, "All right, I'm at five. Like, that's it. That's the price." And then you know, he eventually uh, emailed me. He's like, "All right, let's do it." Awesome. And so you, so I guess now in terms of your portfolio now, how do you list, you know, some people use like their own landing pages. In this case, you use Dan, uh, but then I'm assuming that you also list maybe using after Nick Sidu as well. Um, so I imported that, uh, that lead through Dan, which knocks the commission down to like 5%. Um, but for these like one word .io names that I have, I use a card, card.co. So I make a little like uh, custom landing pages with a catch-all email address, which makes it a uh, you know a little less salesy than like a big four sales page. Like if somebody actually wants this name, they can take the effort to uh, email me. So that's my shot. So that's I'm assuming that you get a lot of emails. In. I would expect more, but I actually don't get that many emails. <laughs> given <laughs> the uh, amount of names I have, maybe the uh, Improv MX server is not working correctly. <laughs> exactly. So I mean, you now you mentioned something there, so. Where, I guess, where does your portfolio sit in terms of size today? Uh, I think it's like 600 names. Like most of it's .coms that I get through uh, GoDaddy auctions or NameJet auctions, a few private ones. And I think, yeah, probably like 100 .io names. I would like to have a lot less because I do have some bad ones to make <laughs> up for all the pretty good ones. And they're expensive to renew, so got to keep the cost down. And so in a given month, I mean, how many domains do you say that you sell and, or what is your not only how many domains would you sell, but then how many domains do you purchase? So what's that that look like? Uh, so if we're being honest, I feel like <laughs> around me is crushing it. Meanwhile, I'm over here. I've only had one, two, three, six sales this year. <laughs> like maybe one every like six weeks. Like you hear about everybody. Yeah, everybody on Twitter and our uh, domain groups, everybody's crushing it. But I'm over here. You know, I got this massive jackpot.io sale, but, you know, it's crickets. <laughs> he said Texas-sized crickets. No, and, 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 well, and it's interesting because, obviously, now we have to start talking about what is the grade of that domain, while at the same time also considering what is the asking price. You know, so you have somebody like a, a Yogi Solanke who is, you know, likely purchasing domains sometimes upwards, at least anywhere from zero dollars upwards, you know, to probably 50, maybe 150 dollars. but He's quick to purchase that, reset it at something like $350, $500, and he flips it. And so, of course, he's out there, you know, sometimes selling one to two domains daily. Um, whereas I would imagine that you probably spend most of your time pricing things well within the four and five figure range. Yeah, that's correct. I, 
I don't think it'd be worth it for me uh, to do that strategy, which is totally fine strategy for people, you know, who want to hustle, make a good amount of money, just, you know, out of thin air, if you will. But I don't have that kind of time, you know, I'm fully employed, have a kid. So I'm taking this uh, slow roll to the main cell. <laughs> now, do you do any uh, outbound by chance? Uh, I have not done any of that yet, no. Because you're you're tied up in terms of work uh, and also family, uh, your family man as well. And so, I mean, there's probably only uh, a few hours, I imagine, in a given day, if that, to be able to actually focus on auctions, decide what you're going to buy or research it uh, and, you know, cast your, your proxy bid or whatever accordingly. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, I can't spend the whole day hustling, you know, a few hundred dollar domains even though that's a great strategy for a lot of people, I just, you know, wouldn't work for me. Wow. And so then in terms of, of how, how do you limit, I mean, you talked a bit about how you use data to limit, but in terms of like, how do you keep from becoming um, aggressive or emotionally uh, charged in terms of some of the auctions? Uh, I can't say that's true because sometimes I do. <laughs> get emotionally charged um so my system that i come up well this is kind of based on a mike seiger's uh, dna dn academy like valuation thing mm -hmm. i don't actually do that for every domain i buy um it's kind of like uh just doing it off the top of my head i have a more like accurate system for these single word.io names but for like auctions you know it's a little bit of research i should definitely be doing more research before some of the, buying some of these names <laughs> But what then, so in that split second decision of a moment, then why you should be doing that research, like how do you drop, pull that trigger of going, no, I'm going to go ahead and do this uh, just because I know that at least, you know, for, for the ones that you actually do the due diligence for, let's just say that, you know, you, you have a likelihood of 90% of being correct in terms that you could probably bring or flip uh, at minimum 5x. Whereas these ones that you don't do the necessary research for, you, you kind of like, well, you know, for for instance, for me, there are certain domains that I can just look at and go, no, I, I can go and develop a site on that. Um, and I and I actually do it uh, versus just saying, oh, I can develop a site on that, buy it, and then it just kind of sits there. Um, like, how do you make that distinction of knowing on the split second, yes, this is something that's good to purchase um, and then make good on that? Yeah, so I think over the course of two years, I've kind of developed this instinct when I used to do the research, you know, more effectively. Mm -hmm. uh, but also, as a developer, you know, sometimes I definitely have bought names where I'm like, you know, worst case scenario, I can develop this one out. So, yeah, in the split second, like, I don't know, I've, I've tried to get, I've tried to calm down a little bit in the auctions because the prices these days have gotten quite high. And I <laughs> literally, I can't afford to spend like, several grand several several like thousand bucks a day on some of these mediocre domains like so i don't know it's kind of like gut instinct sometimes i really like the name just for like a few different reasons and like towards like the last few minutes if i really like the name i'll just start doing like research hard and that'll kind of like persuade me whether to uh to keep going or to bail out gotcha so then now you know for for some people they're like man i'm just into brandables so i'm assuming that you're into both brandables and keyword domains yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, eh, I don't know about that one. I mean, let me let me look. Let's do a live. 
And so, because the the interesting thing is, because I know that there are just, you know, there are certain phrases that I see, and I go, you know what, I'll grab that if it goes into uh, reverse auction. But other than that, I'm not gonna mess with it. Um, do you use services like Squad Help, Brand Bucket, Brand Room? Uh, I do not, but I I'm hearing like a lot of talk about what Squad Help is doing, so I might. Give that a go. A lot of people don't seem to be having success with that. Uh, I never personally liked Brand Bucket. They just took way too long to review. I didn't like paying a buck, waiting like two months to see exclusivity. I don't know. I just <laughs> having my own landing pages with Dan, much easier to do. Right. Um, Squad Help seems to be very good at marketing domains. So I'm going to uh, wait and see what people are doing with that. Interesting. So then in terms of like where the industry is going. So, I mean, we've got a couple of things that are going on in terms of, you know, as of recent, we have dot VC domains, we have dot GG domains kind of all flying around. I mean, kind of what do you make of of this moment, this hour in time that folks are. So all right, general having sales. Uh, dot GG, you know, it could be a big thing. The, the thing with dot IO is like it has the sales history. Like, mm hmm. You know, there's data there to prove that these names sell, like day after day. Uh, .co names have data. .gg, you know, that's that's a flyer. Like, you don't know if that's going to be popular five years from now. But the way the trend of like gaming is going, and maybe uh, .bc, I, I hand registered a few of those, but you know, that's hard to say with that one. It's definitely a flyer. .ai, so they have the uh, .ai auctions that uh park.io powers and the prices of those for like investor level pricing are insane these are like five to ten thousand dollars people are paying for .ai names wait and what I, so there's like a private auction every month for .ai names and literally all of them are just thousands of dollars <laughs> so it's like a whole new investment uh i guess group of investors that are dropping these in yeah i mean somebody knows something that we don't but <laughs> I don't understand. Like, if, hold on, we're trying to look at the prices. So yeah, think that AI sold for twenty-two thousand dollars on this auction platform. Like, is that an end user? Maybe. Uh, Golf.ai sold for eleven thousand dollars. Is that an end user or investor? Like, I don't know. Like, these these are way too high for like investor level pricing, for me. So, I have a few like hand registered like .ai names, but I'm not going to go pay thousands of dollars for these. I'd rather do that with that IO, which I know. So interesting. Now, Bar, how do you handle renewals? I pay them. <laughs> Ta-da, ching, we got it. Um, you pay them. So, but then how do you plan for them? So I think I picked this this up from you where I think you, you know, you won't buy a name unless you can hold on to it for like at least three years. So every time a renewal comes up these days for like anything, I'll just renew it out like three years just Get it out the way. I don't drop a lot, but I'm starting to. Like, I want to cull my portfolio a little bit because these are like the early on names that uh. were started. So they're starting to come up. And like, oh, why did I even buy that? But, you know, I feel like if you're going to spend like 50 bucks, 100 bucks on a name, you know, give it a shot for three to five years because this is like a uh, long term game. Like, you got to watch these uh, assets appreciate. Oh, totally. And things. Things change um, so instantly. You know, it was like uh, in 
the recording I released today, or rather the podcast episode I, I released today with Riz, he was talking about how he purchased uh, supertravel.com at $2,500 before the pandemic happened. Obviously, pandemic hits, travel industry goes right down the drain, and yet he winds up selling it for $15,000. And so it's, it, you know, it's some of this stuff. There are things and factors that we can control, but there are a lot more external factors that can wreak havoc or play into our favor. Um, and so, like, it, I, I guess do, in terms of your portfolio management strategy, I mean, how do you, you know, try to hedge for uh, economic downturn, like in terms of, you know, your buying and selling? Uh, I think one is just keep the portfolio small. Um, I don't have any plans to get to like thousands of names. Um, that's just not my strategy. And, you know, I want to say Riz is a, he's quite the hustler. Like he does, <laughs> he does the, uh, the flipping stuff on a much bigger scale, like larger numbers, but you know, he doesn't like sit around and wait for these names to sell. Like he contacts people. He tries to, you know, get them moving. So he's definitely one of the people that, you know, we'll take a smaller ROI, but right. it's still like a lot of money at that level. Like you can flip a thousand dollar name into five thousand. You know, that's worth it for him. Um. So yeah, to mitigate risk, I just keep the portfolio small. Uh, try not to spend too much, and just try to focus on the ones I have. Now, do you find yourself? I know you said you you participate in auctions. Do you find yourself hand raging names as much, or are you really strictly auctions? Yeah, I don't hand register a lot, um, unless it's like a good idea, like comes into my head. Like, a, you know. <laughs> uh, I only laugh because I go, oh, shoot, I'm in trouble because I have all these ideas that are even coming in my head as we're <laughs> recording this podcast. I'm like, step away from the keyboard. Yeah. Uh, if there's like a promo, maybe I'll register a few. But I know people that definitely have a success with uh, like hand registered, but that's like a di totally different game. Like once again. Like people can register a bunch of names for like a few, few bucks, flip them on name pros for name pros for like 50 and that, you know, you feed, feed your family that way. It's just too much work for me. Like right. there's so many different types of domains. There's so many different like strategies that you can focus on or like excel in. So, you know, I'm just trying to find my own little lane and get good at it. And how to now in terms of, you know, looking at the macro level, like how many in your in your thoughts, if you had to guess, how many people do you think are actually domain investing worldwide? If you had to guess. Thousand. Two so thousand. OK, so you think a thousand, two thousand. Gotcha. Do you think that 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 number is is growing over time as things like obviously like the domain show as it goes virtual as NameCon goes virtual and the like? Uh, I mean, if it weren't for like Dean Academy or Domain Sherpa, I wouldn't be in this. So I would think so. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going over time. Now, now, what do you, in terms of your advice, uh, you know, just for those who are thinking about, you know, entering in, like, what would be your first, you know, thing that you would tell them? And I think I know what your answer is. But what would you, you know, where where do they they need to start? Bare bones basics. All right. So I think you know what my answer will be, but there's a free <laughs> version of this answer. So if you go to domainsharepa.com, 
and you go through all the old episodes and like listen to those before you even buy a single name, that's a great like free education. Obviously, like some of that information has changed. Like, right. Some of the strategies don't work. But overall, the general consensus is you'll be able to like pick out much better names, especially for like the older portfolio reviews. Like there were some crappy, crappy portfolios and they were honest about it. Like, <laughs> not good. Um, so that's one free way. Uh, a lot of people say go to name pros and read everything there. I don't agree with that. Like there's too much noise on name pros. Like you can get this educate ed- education like much quicker on right. And if you want to get it even quicker, pay Mike Seiger, you know, his 250 bucks or whatever for DN Academy, and you will be a pretty good domainer after like a few weeks. And he's been, uh, and, and definitely keep me honest here, he's, he actually updates that from time to time too. It's not just a one and you're done. Uh, yeah, no, he, he has a, I think an accelerated course that he's doing. I got kicked out of that week one because I <laughs> do the homework. But Come yeah. on, Bar. Wait, you got kicked out. I wanted to do the course again just for like a refresher because, you know, I was being a little uh, willy-nilly with my auctioning. Uh, so I joined that and then didn't do the homework and got kicked out. <laughs> oh, dang. But uh, yeah, I check in there like every couple of weeks and he, there's always like new stuff being added. So he gets it updated. But even still, like even if it was never updated again, like there's a lot of great information in there. Mm. Now, Bar, if you had somebody that that you wanted to, you know, sit down with that you really just said, hey, man, if I only have one person to choose from the industry to sit down with to actually take my game to the next level, who would that person be and why? Uh, I would say Kate Buckley. Her ability, like, I don't know what she what she does, but she must be coming up with some like great presentation or great PowerPoint or flash video or something. I don't know what she's doing. She's able to sell like decent names, you know, like greenstreet.com for like 100K. And I have like a good amount of those kind of names, like these like middle of the road, pretty good names that, you know, could fetch like a good amount of money, have like if I put the work into it. But, you know, I can't just be like contacting contacting random people, but like, hey, you want to buy this name? Like, I'm pretty sure she has a much more uh, refined strategy than that. So I would ask her all those questions like, yo, what are you doing? What's your, uh, what's your secret sauce? So that's the first one, first person that came to my head. Well, Kate, if you're listening, Hey, here it is. We got an opportunity. <laughs> we got an opportunity for a quick zoom call. <laughs> Let me get my one-on-one coaching, please. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. Kate, Kate Buckley, she actually gave a great uh, presentation during the domain show, you know, just in regards of, what it means to sit or learn to sit in the buyer seat when you as a seller are representing um, a domain that is about to be purchased or a domain that you're attempting to sell. Like, you know, uh, one of the things that she said was obviously showing up is a bit of the equation, uh, a lot of the equation in terms of, of, you know, positioning oneself, but as well as just positioning that domain. And so she, she certainly is, a wealth and a fountain of just knowledge and wisdom um, 
for doing exactly what you just said. You know, you're you're taking names, but with every name, it's like with her, I, I just feel I'm like every name has a unique story and she's able to tap into what that unique story is and who their unique owners are and aligning them to a point that shoot, I'm like, man, she could sell, yeah, I'm like she could sell, you know, a lake to you. And it's just like, oh, well, she's selling water from the lake. You could easily go down and dip your cup in the water, but you're like, no, I'm, I'm buying from Kate. Um, so she just has that magnetic personality um, that, that just puts you at ease with knowing like, yeah, you know what? That's a brand that I think, yeah, that matches me. That's who, who I am. So uh, hats off to Kate. And, and I do, I actually do hope that Kate, is listening and that she uh, hears this and hopefully Bart, you get an hour, hour of time, um, <laughs> you know, to, to be able to chat with her. There were uh, uh, two good uh, talks regarding like outbound and selling. Uh, mm-hmm. It's, I forget how to say his last name, uh, Zyker from uh, Media Options. He had a good one, uh, recommended some good books oh, there. Yeah, Chris Zyker. Yeah, Chris Zyker and uh, Jason Eisler also had a good one that, kind of motivated me to like think about spending more time on the actual outbounding of these names and less time and money on the acquiring of the domains because acquiring like you can acquire all the names in the world but if you don't start like moving some of them at a decent price decent ROI then you know you fizzle out you will run out of money (laughs) especially yeah with the way these prices are going at auction like park and GoDaddy, like it's ridiculous. I don't know how people are doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Spending a lot of money on these names that are just kind of like mediocre. So I want to focus a little more on outbounding and outreach. So those three talks were really good. Interesting. And Bar, you hit on something there that that and this is what makes me truly believe about the industry, that the industry is actually growing because to a certain extent, you're right. Like prices can't keep doing what they're doing. And for them to keep doing what they're doing, it leads me to believe more and more people are getting involved, whether they're, you know, showing their faces at at, at conferences online or in person or even on the blogs or uh, uh, forums. But it leads me to believe that more and more money is coming into uh, the domain uh, market and segments. And that's why we're seeing this uh, great price increase. No, you're not wrong. I mean, that's the only thing that I can, you know, <laughs> that I can even make sense of is that that's the case. But like with everything else, at some point, what goes up must come down. And so, um, you know, for me, I don't participate in many of the auctions these days just because I'm like, man, this cannot the party cannot keep going um, at some point. It will fall out. And so for me personally, I, I spend uh, I don't really even spend my time even buying domains because I've got a system that I check names every night. I put out a domain name list and as, as well as, you know, I put my own domains in that I want to be able to catch before they go into reverse auction. And so that, you know, I put those names in. If I get them, I get them. If I don't, I don't. But, you know, it's like, man, I that's kind of where I spend, you know, most of my time. Now, I guess now, have you ever developed any domains or no? So I have uh, medschools.com, which... I was supposed to develop with somebody, but it kind of, uh, I kind of dropped the ball on actually developing it out. Um, there's another one like fasting.net, which I bought with the plan of developing. Oh, it. That's a good one. 
Yeah, because uh, fasting.com, I think, sold for like 60 grand like the month before, and this one expired. So I'm like, all right, let me get the next best fasting-related name. Right. Because, you know, it's kind of like uh, an interesting aspect of health that right. like getting into. Um, how do you sell not eating? I don't know. Well, um, I mean, and not only that, I mean, there is a religious aspect to it as well. Uh, so you have religious entities and everything else and um, that are around that. But you're right in terms of health. It is because I think it's uh, what they call it, like intermittent fasting. Yeah. yeah. To, where, to where you're doing sometimes 24, 36 hours without not eating or eating only certain hours of the day um, or certain times of the day. So, but no, that's a great name. To answer your question. No, I've not actually developed any of these out. <laughs> Everybody, every domainer has grand plans of developing, but you know, stick to this or stick to developing. Like there's, it's very hard to go in between like the amount of time involved. Um, I'm sure I'm people- I'm a unicorn. Work. I'm a unicorn. <laughs> Some people like, uh, uh, what's his name? Vidalia Onions guy. Oh, Peter. Yeah, Peter. Um, like he does a great job, like picking out like, you know, diamonds and just making them very, very shiny. Um, but he's not out there buying like hundreds of names and being like, oh, I'll develop this one, that one. Like he's very uh, meticulous about the uh, names he wants to develop. So I guess, yeah, that uh, it is possible. It's just, if I'm being honest, like I'm more of a domainer than developer. No, and, and that's good. And so bar wrapping up, man, like what would be your advice, you know, to domain investors that right now they're finding themselves investing in domains that are, you know, probably less than $100 for the ones that they find or their hand registering domains. And they're trying to break the barrier to get beyond like three figure sales and get into those five figure sales. Like what would be your advice for them in terms of how to shift their mindset towards leaving the domains that they are, are registering behind and setting their sights on domains that have the value um, to get into that five-figure range or more? So I think the, like, I don't make a lot of five-figure sales. Like, that was my only five-figure sale so far. Hopefully there'll be more, maybe six-figure sales. But um, <laughs> speak it, it into existence. Like, maybe, like, focus on, like, smaller ROI. Like, try to turn, like, you got to spend money to make money. Like, you're not going to turn a $5 name into, like, 5000 that easily. But you can turn like a $500 name into like $1,500. Like if you do the research, like go slow, really like research stuff out. And uh, a good piece of advice I heard, I guess, is uh, try to like think of all the reasons to not buy a name instead of like all the reasons to buy a name. Like try to talk yourself out of buying stuff. So that way, like when you actually buy something, like there's a lot of good aspects behind it. So try to, I, I don't know, like try to turn a $500 name to like $2,000, take that $2,000 turn it into like 5,000. Like if you really want to hustle, I think people can do that. Um, I'm more of like a buy and hold kind of guy, but, and there's hustlers that, you know, sell the $10 names for 300, but I think there's like also a happy medium somewhere in there. So don't spend too much money, spend a lot of time trying to sell the names and that's it. <laughs> Indeed, that is it. And so Bar, I mean, is there any, Anything else that you'd like to share with listeners in terms of, hey, how they can get in contact with you if they had questions about, you know, anything that you said uh, during during this podcast? Uh, just my Twitter, uh, PPCBZ. <laughs> Get yeah. it right, Alvin. Get it right. <laughs> I like 
I was going to say, like, I like where the uh, domain industry is going. Like, there's a lot of new podcasts. There's uh, Josh's podcast, the bro the Brocast. Um, yeah. What is it? Uh, Josh.co, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Keith, uh, Keith's new podcast. Like, I, I used to listen to, like, a lot, a lot of sports podcasts, but now I listen to all, all domain podcasts. <laughs> there's a lot of good information out there, like, free, paid. Like, this didn't exist, like, five, ten years ago. If it existed oh, ten no. years ago, I'd probably be quite wealthy these days. Totally, totally. And I recommend, like I said, I recommend um, everybody's podcast. If you're, you know, uh, like Bar said with Josh.co, uh, Keith is like Brandable Insider, but there's a little trickiness about inside the insider part, if I remember correctly. Um, there's also Andrew Alleman over at uh, DomainNameWire.com, or if you go to DNW.com. Who else? Yeah, Domain Sherpa is out Kickstart there. Commerce. Oh yeah, yeah. Kickstart.fm. You can. Uh, Chris Zyker has a podcast. You know, Journey. Exactly. Chris does. I think Alan Dunn did. He did. Um, but I'm not. I mean, it's still there, but there's there hadn't been any uh, new content. So, Alan, if you're listening, please, please, we're 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 begging you. We're we wanting to. Uh, what do they call it? Um, oh shoot, co-opetition. There it is. <laughs> um, not necessarily competition, but co-opetition, uh, you know, because because I think that all of us doing this, one, creates greater awareness for the industry um, and, and brings folks into a way to, you know, not only make money, but really change the course and life for their generation and generations to come. Um, just because obviously we see with the pandemic, when you look at what has happened, everything made a major shift towards online. And fortunately, all of us, we were there when when this thing happened, and so it's like there's no telling what's next uh, for us. But likely is the case that we're going to stay online for uh, some quite, you know, for the foreseeable future, as well as probably have some uh, innovative things happen, especially in the area of like conferences. Which, like I said, with NamesCon coming up, hey, NamesCon didn't pay me to say this, but everybody needs to get there if you can. So. With that, we're out of time. So, Barb, man, hey, thank you again for joining us today and sharing your domain investing journey, man. All right, no problem. See you in uh, Asheville 2021, 22. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, or 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 online, you know. Hey, do you uh, attend, you probably don't attend the domain social, do you? Uh, I do sometimes. Okay, which I think, shoot, well, wait a minute, is it kicking off? Yeah, I think it's about to kick off either pretty soon or now um as we're recording this so but like i said with that we're out of time so thank you listeners for tuning in to kickstart commerce where we share search marketing and domain name strategies to help grow your business please subscribe to this podcast via itunes google play stitcher spotify or podbean and last but not least please visit kickstartcommerce.com to subscribe to the newsletter sharing tips and tricks about the disciplines of digital strategy thanks and that's all for now 